Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Take Your Points. I'm your host, Ronan Scott. This week's show, we're looking at the all Ireland final between Tyrone and Mayo on Saturday night. Our guests are Gavin McGilley, the St Mary's uh, University Sigerson's Cup coach. He's on to talk about the Sigerson element of the Tyrone team and how they have helped Tyrone reach this final stage. And we're also joined by former Tyrone player and under-20s coach Paul Devlin. Uh, and the columnist Cal Carvel. We're just going to look ahead to the final, the ins and outs, key matchups, and how we think the game is going to go. So I'd like to welcome uh, Gavin McGilley from St Mary's uh, into the show. Uh, Gavin, I wanted to get you on to talk about the uh, Trone uh, contingent that have went through the St Mary's University Sigerson teams, I suppose. But to start, university football is coming back. And I want to know what you thought about that, how important it is to get it back in um, after the past you know, year of setbacks and stuff with COVID. Yeah, first of all, it's great to be here. So thanks for, thanks for the invite, Ron. Um, just recently there, the GA had made a decision to, to try and push, push on with, with some sort of fixture schedule for university football returning in September or in October or November time. Uh, the implications of that has run out is still to be debated, um, but I know there is a there is a want from third levels institutions to to have some sort of activity for students whenever they return. Sigerson and Fitzgibbon is due to be played as a knockout competition in January. So when we get our students back, that's that's what we what we will be focusing on. There's, there'll be a lot of club activity going on in November December time to get club championships finished up and club leagues finished up so how much access you actually have to your players is is unknown at the minute but certainly we're looking forward to, to getting back to university on campus and hopefully hopefully to some sort of uh, normality in terms of student sport. Great, great stuff. Now the real reason, the main reason we have you on is to talk about the uh, Trone contingent that went through St Mary's because Trone are playing in the All Ireland final this weekend against um, Mayo, but there's a fair amount of lads on that team who would went through St Mary's and played section football. Would that be right? That's fair to say. With with a with a heavy heavy representation uh, on Saturday with 11 members of the between the playing and management squad involved there. So. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very proud of their achievements making it to the final um, and we're hoping that they will go and take the final step and, and go and lift, lift Sam on Saturday. How important do you think that university's football and Sigerson football is to you know, the kind of team? Like how has it helped Tyrone and you know, has helped them in the past anyway? There, there, there's, no doubt, there's no doubt it's been, a, it's been pivotal in terms of the development of players coming out of minor level and it, into, into third level sport. It gives them just that platform to to test where they're at, to see where they're at. You're coming up against more than likely fellow county players from Dublin, Mayo, Galway. You're getting a chance to really test yourself to see where, where, where is the level. And we have found, particularly from these players here, that they're well equipped to, to make the step up to senior inter-county. Do you think that whenever they get the St Mary's, they're already the finished article, or what do they learn when they get there? No, I wouldn't say that at all. We're taking them in whenever the players arrive at St Mary's, you know, we view them as a potential Sigerson player in three years' time. That's, that's basically, it's a starting point. Um, but certainly they're given, they're given a lot of support and guidance to assist them um, to progress to, 
to, to what it would be like to be a senior inter-county player. All of the, having been involved in senior inter-county as well, there's a lot of crossover in terms of the, the setup. Um, it's pretty much like for like. You have your strength and conditioning coaches, you'd have nutritionists brought in, sports psychology um, personnel involved. There's, it's basically a wee insight as to what it would be like to, 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 uh, to be in a senior inter-county panel and we have found that the players have been very receptive to that and they've used their time well. They're there to, first and foremost to get an education but it also was a good time in their life to, to sort of devote, devote that extra, extra bit of spare time in terms of developing themselves athletically and physically and we've seen the, the fruits of that over the last three or four seasons. Sigerson's success for universities tends to often leads on to all Ireland success for counties. You know, it happened in, you know, 89 or, and then for Derry and, you know, the Derry players would have won and Down players and that. And then it happened with Trones well in 03. Would that be right? You know, do you, do you see those correlations or is that just a coincidence? I would say that there is, there is a, a direct correlation to, to success at a Sigerson level. Um, and, you know, that's, the evidence in that is from our 2017 win. Like that team was backbone by the players who are now at the forefront of the Tyrone team. You had Conor Miners, our captain, Callum McShane, Kieran McGeary. There was a strong Tyrone influence there. And for having, having been working with those fellas, you, you just know the, the desire that's in them that they're not going to stop it at a Sigerson Cup. There's, there's another thing in their heads. and. I think that's become apparent now that they're really focused on, on trying to be the next team from Toronto to win the All-Ireland. They're just winners, like they're going to win at whatever they do, whatever competition they compete in, really. And, and that's in them. They were at the forefront of the under-21 success with Toronto, with Fergal and, and Brian in charge and, and Peter as well. So they had that, they had that belief already that like, there's nobody as good as them. And that's a requirement. That is a requirement. You have to have that steeliness about you to, to say that, look, we're as good as anybody. Um, and, and, and that's the attitude they adapt. But it's backed up by their preparation and the effort and hard work they put in. And, you know, the, the, they're not just there by, by chance. They've worked very hard to get to where they're at now. Looking ahead to this weekend's final, um, what do you think the key for, is, for Trone is? Like what you know, has to happen for them to get across the line? Just sort of going back there, you know, Tron have full belief that they can, they can win on Sunday. It's absolutely or on Saturday. There's no no doubt about that. A um, few of the things that they've sort of worked hard at, they're mean defensively. They're hard to score goals against, as as Kerry found out. They'll definitely be setting that as a target to say, we keep the goals out here. We have we have a strong strong chance. But on the flip side of that. They have finishers. They've they've been scoring heavier now in the last season than they have been in the, in the past sort of two or three seasons, and behind all that they have a strong bench. So they, they have plenty of pluses, and they'll definitely see this as a great opportunity to to go and be the fourth team from the county to go and lift it. Now, what sort of game are you expecting? Like, how do you think Mayo is going to set up, and how do you think Mayo can handle those sort of you know qualities that Tyrone have? Well, I think both teams, you know, are similar in terms of they they have runners, strong runners from from their half back lines, and 
like Mayover have been renowned over the last few seasons that you just know that they're never going to give up. No matter what happens, they're going to be in that game right to the very end. That won't be lost on Tyrone. Mayo will see, you know, they'll see how Tyrone's going to set up and how how they set up against Kerry, and they'll be looking about how basically how to counteract that. And again, it's very very hard to deal with two or three runners coming from from deep, which they have. They've they've high powered runners and Lee Keegan, Paddy Durkin. They have serious potential from from that half back line, and it's. It's going to be interesting to see how to deal with that. And do you think, well, how do you think it's going to go if you're going to call it? If it's going to call it, uh, I would give Throne the nod um, by a point or two, simply because I think they have, they have more finishers. The, the, like you, you look across their, their defence from last and what they contributed in the last game, and you have Niall Morgan there as well. You know, in that first half, uh, Kieran McGeary and Frank Burns also could have points. So, They've got they've got scoring power from a lot of sectors of the pitch, and I, I see that eventually getting over the line. Plus, they have they have the stuff on the bench to to change it if if needed. Good stuff, Kevin. That's great. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. No problem. That's that's great, Ron. So I'd like to welcome to the show uh, the former Trone player and under-20s manager, Paul Devlin, and our columnist, Kyle Carvel. Paul, I wanted to get you on the show to talk about the development of the Trone players. You know, um, Gavin McGilley spoke earlier about how the players have come through the university system and how that's helped them. But really, Trone's underage system has been excellent f- for many, many years, and you would have seen that. So I wanted to know what you thought of the current drone players and the current panel. How have they been developed up through minors and through yourself with under twenties? You know what? How has that helped them? Well, you know, there's been linked guys, so there has been with with ourselves going through. You take back there when Fergal and Brian Peter and them lads involved there, oh fourteen, oh fifteen year, right through sixteen, oh seventeen. You know, we, we've seen with the lot and, and we kept in contact all along what they're doing. You know, um, and myself and Nicky Geller came in and um, oh sixteen, oh seventeen with the minors. You know, and we come up with, again a good strong dairy group. So what it um, there's very little in the two games. So there was um, the two years we played on them. Like but as I say, it was there still the lads. You know what I mean? It's been stepping on and pushing on. Yes, we want to do well at minor level. Sure, the God, so we do. But it's how many of them lads are prepared to step step in there and walk on and you know, get involved at the under twenty one level. That stage when it came to under twenty, and there, there has been a turnover. There's no point saying there hasn't been. Like, so many of them lads have only came through. Maybe half of the panel. Maybe. Have a panel of 34, you might have 18, 19 of them coming on through. And there's all lot developing. But as well as that, you know, we're constantly out there seeing is, is there, you know, any lads we've missed. And one example is a young lad, McAleer, a couple of years ago from Gorchin come through and he had a super under 20 program or year um, coming through. But he didn't seem to push on that bit more. So he didn't, you know, when he came in, this, you know, um, how much he wanted. But um, you see that bunch of lads, I mean, they won that All-Ireland back in 015 at the under 21 level. There's a, a core in there at the minute, so there is, and there's a few of them lads who didn't play a minor as well. No, there was, and you can see that there now at the minute. You know, I think this year is um, with no one involved that has not earned a senior medal. I'm right in saying that. Colum Kevin was the last one from last year, so really, you know, that's part of this whole development. That is the desire, and we keep stressing to the lads. The job is yes, we want to take silverware as we go along the way. You know, we lost the minor all earned last week, so did and. Um, the management have been yes disappointed, but you know you have lads that like Conor Gormley, you know, and Kieran Gurley, but help their gauge things where they stand at and, and bring them forward. And the whole goal in the is, you know, is the All Ireland senior final? 
which we're in this week. So, you know, you go back till, um, it was great, the interview um, Plunkett Donaghy had there, you know, it was his greatest day playing the All-Ireland final, so it was, you know, even the loss again, that so-called great carry team. And um, the one Ulster title that time was, was great for ourselves. That was now Ulster is our gauge where we're at and you know, preparing for getting till the, the next stage, so it is. And a big crowd, I think, that's going to throw this knockout there the years, so it has. It's been the old system. And uh, the goal now, since Plunkett played, we've been in six All-Ireland finals, so we have. have won three of them, so we have, you know, we lost 95 by a point. We lost them um, back in 018. Um, a super Dublin team, but I still think that they had thrown this present thrown group of lads was showing a lot of potential, and just a matter of adding till it. And the job we're doing is keeping trying to develop lads, keeping looking out there. Um, who is knocking that door in club football? You take that Paul Donaghy last year stepped into the super year of the club, he had a good run the year, so it is. And like, yes, he hasn't uh, featured a lot in the championship to this date, but you know. That's part of the way them guys are working there, you're developing them, bringing them on, giving them a taste for it and seeing how much they want it, so it is, you know. Carl, what do you think about the development tour? And think, how, do you, how good do you think it is compared to perhaps other counties? I think it's the benchmark, and I think it comes back down to, as Paul referred to, the club scene. Having been uh, uh, moved into uh, Tyrone recently, kicking and screaming, I might add, um, I've just seen the competitiveness at you know senior level club football. In Armagh, you're looking maybe one or what, two or three teams, you'd like to cross and Mahri, maybe Armagh Harps this year, to win the county championship. We've seen with Dungannon what uh, any club can come up and, and win it. And I think there's, uh, if you look at the, the betting and throwing, there's maybe 10 teams are, are very close to uh, being there. The Moy being one of them, whereas, you know, they had been an intermediate team for a while. So it's that level of competitiveness. And also, as Paul refers to, you know, they have the knack of winning underage, minor All-Ireland finals. You know, the under-20s, the under-21s, a lot of the team, the current team were involved in the St Mary's when they won the Sigerson. And, you know, there's that habit of getting into uh, winning. And I think Tyrone have that, have that mentality and have the bit between their teeth um, this year. And it's going to be a really interesting final. And uh, I just, at the minute, I'm not, my predictions haven't been great, but I'm leaning towards Tyrone doing the business here. Uh, I know it's it's relatively new for some of the guys in that team, but in 18 they've been there, they know what it, uh, I suppose, takes in that great Dublin team, what they did, and uh, they'll be very hard to talk to, but the great credit has to go to the Throne Clubs, firstly, but also the County Board in terms of putting in place the structures up at Gervahi, the Centre of Excellence, it's, you know, any number of pitches there, and I've played there many times myself, and to bring those players too, because as Paul refers to, it's bringing two or three really good players in that are willing to make that step from under 20 level now to senior and to blend into that winning mentality, to bring those medals and that experience along and to push on those guys that are there. And the competition for places, if you look at even the, the subs that came on in the semi-final, Dara Canavan, McShane, the, the difference those boys made. And that's what it's all about. And they're going to need 20, 30 men to push on and win this All-Ireland. And um, I think that's where maybe Throne have the edge over Mayo coming into it. It's the finishers as opposed to the starters. Yeah, it's a good point about the clubs. I always think that the clubs in Throne are fantastic and it's always very competitive. But just to move on, um, Paul, the, the semi-final win over Kerry, I suppose most people outside Throne didn't think that Throne could beat Kerry because of the talk. But... Um, what did you? What did we learn from that that game? What did you learn from about Throne from that performance? Learn from the performance was, you know, 
at the start of the year I knew myself there's going to be freshness coming in there with Brian and, and Fergal because you know the two lads very well um, they're going to leave no stone unturned it's about getting as much as they can out of them lads and, and at times you have to take a step back to see where you're at and, and that day in, in Killarney that happened and there's no way that was going to happen again there's no way that Kerry is going to get a, an easy goal chance again for him that day because there's a lot of desire within the lads to not not let let each other down, not not let a one on one situation that, that you know they get carry a goal that's going to put them in the back foot, and you know you could see that so you could with, with them they, they they worked hard, you know when we get back to give a high descent on on the nights that we're we're allowed to get back after the the, the COVID scenario let us get in there you know every lad was in there doing the bit they were working so well together within all the groups that everybody was getting into chance till three and so it was so a lot of credit has to go to them up there um for the way they handled everything, um. Did I see Trone win the match? Definitely, certainly seen them win the match. So I, did. I knew it was going to be tight, but um, for, for them to win the game, they, they had to play with the defensive end that, that they, they, they dealt with, so it is when they hadn't got the ball in their hands. But the big thing that you see with Trone in the year, you know, when they get up that field, they weren't turning back. There's no going back you know, to someone who's come to help me. They, they depend on someone who's going to be there and get on and do the business. That's the difference you've seen this Trone team we haven't seen in the last two or three years. Yes, they would come back in numbers to defend, but as quick as they're back, I think in the first half, our three fullbacks all scored, so they did. Our goalkeeper scored as well. And, um, you know, it just shows the desire in them. If, if one of the lads came back in the full forward line to defend, well, he stayed and he got his breather, and he became number two. And number two was the guy going up that field, look at the next score. So, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of serious ability there in them, so it is. And um, we're not doubting for one second what Mio has, but, you know, they have a, they have a big challenge to stop this drone team, so they have. Yeah, yeah. Carl, what did you take from the semi-final? What did you, you know, what did we learn from? What did you learn from Tyrone? Well, I learned that I can't predict anything these days. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the unpredictability of it all. I think I was sitting in this chair and said that Tyrone had absolutely no chance with it. So what do I know? But uh, I think it was the intensity that Tyrone brought. Um, if you look at that Kerry team, they're coming out of Munster. It was a farcical monster final against Cork. They didn't lay a glove on them. And coming into that white heat of battle, and it has to be said in terms of the complacency that was in that Kerry group. And even in the first half, they sort of thought, oh, they, they missed the, the goal chance themselves. And they thought, we'll just hold these boys out. It's a matter of time, get the ball to Clifford and we'll you know, win this one by two or three points. And they, thrown stayed in, stayed in the hunt, put the pressure on, asked the questions, constantly asked the questions, knocked the door. And ultimately, for all the razzmatazz around Kerry and the history of that there, they didn't have the answers. When it came down to the bit, when the bit was between the teeth, we talk about the boxers and the championship rounds, you know, when it really came to it, they didn't have the answers. And when Clifford went off, they did look lost in that first period of extra time and when McKenna got the goal. But I suppose some credit has to go to them that they did rein it back in. But Tommy Walsh maybe wasn't the man to take that opportunity at the end. Uh, O'Shea, or you know, one of the, give it to one of the shooters as they talk about. But what did we learn from Tyrone? We learned that they can learn on the job and they learn from the past mistakes. Down in Killarney, it was a nightmare scenario for them at the time, and everyone, including myself, had written Tyrone off. But they learned from that. They learned what worked, what didn't work, to close the door at the back. And if you saw in the game in the semi-final when the likes of O'Shea and you know that Murphy were making those hard runs they were running down blind alleys and Tron nearly invited them in suckered them in and then when they were in there they pounced 
and there was no room for them to breathe and they were hurried and they were pushed and it's a bit of throwback football to the noughties, uh, what they did to poor old uh, Kerry back then and also Armagh but they, they suckered them in and Kerry didn't I suppose adapt the long uh, get the ball into Clifford but I think the way to counteract that and whether Mayo can do it will be interesting to see is that kicking points from distance, not going into that trap that Throne set with the likes of Hampsey and, and McNamee and, and, and McKernan and Petey Hart putting the pressure on in packs. Can they kick the ball over from 40 yards so that they're not going into that trap set? But it was an amazing game at the end of the day. You know, McKenna coming back from Australia, got the two goals, McShane come on, and that'll only bring him on, Dark Hanavan getting that taste of the big time as well. So Throne are really sitting pretty at the minute, but Mayo... You know, the, the, the perennial bridesmaid, can they get over the line? I don't think anybody but the outside of Throne would begrudge them, but it's set up for, you know, a brilliant uh, final, and I'm certainly very much looking forward to it. Uh, Paul, you said about Kerry, you know, what they had to do with Kerry was they had to make sure they get a goal early on. What do they have to do to stop Mayo? Well, like, is there, is there, what's Mayo going to bring, I suppose, is the question. What, 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 how, what do they, and how do they handle it? Well, Mayo's going to have to start off with, they're going to have a, a bat the defence. And, and carrying my eyes, you know what I mean? Lads are going to be more taggish. Lads are going to be there. Lads are going to be full of confidence, them defenders, because you know, mustn't get, you know, they, they've turned Dublin over, so they are up. They've been behind by seven points at one stage, wasn't it? And um, they, they stuck with their guns, so they did. And you, you watch them after the game, some of the interviews of the, of the Mio defenders, you know, you know they done a job, so they did. And they'll be well up and do another job. So as far as they're concerned, they stopped the best team in Ireland. Suppose the greatest team in Ireland was ever produced playing Gaelic football. And there the team has turned them over. But the only thing is, there's no medals for that. No, there's not. You know, that's, the, that's the thing, so it is. So, you know, yes, as I was saying earlier, the tournament the experience of 18 being in that final, but Mio's experience over the last five, six, seven years of being in that final and been defeated. And there's a lot of turnover players there as well. And at the same time, you still have the leaders like Lee Keegan there. You've Kevin McLaughlin there, you know, and he turned it on the days. He's a hard lad to watch, so he is. A lot will depend, you know, on where the play was at. You know, if they play him and he holds on to that ball, well, you know, Throne are going to eat him up. Who they are, they're not going to stand back. They they will turn him over every time, so they will. And a lot depends where they where we play him at, so do you know. But um, it's going to be a tough, tough game. A lot of ones I've talking out around there, they're talking about a 50-50 game is a hardened to call. No, it is. And um, you know, it's down till you take the two Throne goals and you talk about luck in a game, the bounce the ball. Them players had to be in them positions to get their hands on the ball. Like Conor McKenna had to be following in there, so he had the same as Cal McShane, the time Dara took the shot. You know, they had to be following in and making your look. So a lot of that's going to, in the game, in my eyes, the, team, the two teams we have there, is to bounce the ball and who's going to make that bit of luck for themselves and who could who take that opportunity when it's there. You must not bypass it in all Ireland final day because I see when we go back to 95, we had a few chances ourselves and we missed them. Wasn't enough players stepped up in the day. So it's going to take for both teams. Every man at it, and as we were saying early on, Cal was saying early on there, it's, it's the bench. The bench is a massive impact, and knowing myself, a lot of lads on the bench there, and you know, go through the throne football, the competitive edge is there all along. You know, we have Dara come back from injuries there, and um, he's deceptive with his speed. His, his speed is, is unbelievable, so it is a way he covers the ground. And you take that goal chance we got there, that last time the one Cal McShane got. You know, Dara came out so far, he must have been far the 45, just a quick shift to the feet. And he's gone inside, and there's no catching him, so there wasn't. The only thing I'll say on the day is, old fellow would probably have put that low into the corner, so <laughs> he'd give the keeper a chance. That's what the whole talk was, you know. But um, 
Throne, I think, at this stage are, are in the strongest um, place they can be, so there's with the bench and all coming on there. So they have injuries and whatnot clearing up too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cal, Cal, for you, Mayo, uh, what do you see the, the, the big danger for, for, for them or, or coming from them for Throne? Well, it's interesting, starting maybe with the management where Duhar and um, Logan in there, this is their first you know, year in the, the, the big time in the uh, all Ireland final, you know, it's a massive occasion. Obviously, they've done it underage, but it's it's slightly different when all the bright lights are on you. Um, James Horn's been there before. He's done it before. He's had the, um, you know, what went right and what went wrong in terms of the previous um, uh, preparations. I have noted that Mayo's in terms of their access to the media, etc. It's been very much curtailed in terms of what players are talking to media and who says what and you know they used to have open training events before all Ireland uh, finals before and they've got rid of all that maybe learned a wee bit um, to keep it more in-house that siege mentality all of those things add that extra one two percent to it uh, I think they have a nice blend of um, you know youth as well coming in there which is uh, I think going to add massively to where Mayo are. They don't have the demons from previous years, the likes of Conroy in there, Ruan and you know O'Hora in the backs who's been a revelation with the long hair and the pink boots and you know O'Shea, it's a big big question mark. I actually think will he even start? You know because a lot of people were saying, you look at the semi-final, when he came off Mayo started to play and as I said earlier Mark to me, Hamsey would love to see him coming into full forward line and they love to see Mayo pinging diagonal balls in like the, the old Armagh team used to play and they'll eat that up all day and if he brings the ball in, tries to hold on to it, they're going to pounce on him and he's going to overcarry the ball, turn over the ball and we looked in the semi-final, when Tyrone took the ball off Kerry in those turnovers, that gave them oxygen. You see the players that were two inches taller, every time they got the ball and it depleted the um, energy levels from Kerry. So I think if he plays in full forward and they're banging balls into him, that's going to suit thrown down to the ground. I, if, he, if he starts, I think he, he'll come out around the midfield and I don't think he, he's a, a, as effective. And look at his record in All-Ireland Finals. He's been very, very poor, ultimately against you know some of the best defenders that have ever played the game You know in his defence. But being captain, all will be a brave uh, decision not to start him. But there are the players there around him, the 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 youthful players that are certainly asking questions. And then we have Lee Keegan in the backs as well. Robbie Henley, I think, is going to be a, a, an interesting one. He stepped up in the semi-final, but there's still, in my mind, question marks about him in terms of his kicking and you know bringing him up for 45s. He'll want to be hitting everything. And if you get the likes of Matty Donnelly coming in on top of him or McKenna, they're definitely going to test him there. And I, there was that toss up between Henley and, uh, and Clark going down through the years. And, you know, Robbie has had a couple of mistakes in him. And I think that's something that Trona are certainly going to target. So there's so many questions. There's so many unknowns. There's so much uncertainty. And you know, those these two teams that I think he would have got 45 to 1 for them both to be in the final. So it makes for a really exciting game. And yeah, certainly I can't wait till, till Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Paul, what's the mood like in Trona? You've experienced these occasions as a player and as a and and from outside and as a manager what is it what's it like at the moment in true the tickets is a scenario at the minute a lot of people there on on the move there texting any word of tickets and a lot of confidence there in thrown to a lot a lot of pride you know all over the county out there in the final you know, as you can see that there what is added till till the, the county again um 
we had, we had a good all through the noughties there, so it off the boil a wee bit, so we're not getting you know, on top of the, the, the top three teams they talked about, so that you know, so we've one put away, can we do another one at the weekend? Um, you know, I say Mio have some great young players come through because seen three years, two years ago we played in the under twenties and Oshin Mullins there, your lad Conroy's there, you know, coming through, two super lads, and even that day you can see that they're serious potential coming through. And you know, for, for the people of Toronto to see them lads getting competing again it's, it's a great a great um, honour, a great day for us all. What is and um a belief. Um generally talking to a couple of uncles of mine last night we're going over two and they cannot see Tron Ben Bet too, can't with that last game. But you know, they have to stress the point of saying to them, but yes, that's grand nice, but you've Mio who's in the same situation, who Mio sat back and they've they've watched us playing so they have now. So people have now started to get the belief in them, so it is yes. Everything's falling into place here. Brian Duhers and Fergal Logan to get their, their bits and bobs across to the players, so it is, and there's a serious belief there on it that we can get over the line. But it's, it's a very tough call, so it is, on the day for a lot of people. Carl, just finally, how do you see it going? What do you think uh, you expect the true win? Well, my predictions haven't been great the past while, but would you believe it or not, I was in uh, Croatia on my honeymoon there uh, 10 days ago, and uh, the, the guy next to me in the restaurant was Michael Jordan, the NBA player. And then last weekend, I was in Bundoran uh, on a stag do, and I was speaking to an, the equally great Brian McAniff. And both those guys said the throne won't be beat at the weekend, so I'm going to go with what they tell me because they know a whole lot more than me. So I'm going to go for a throne win because if I say anything else, I'll not be allowed back into the way. So throne to win it. Good stuff, good stuff. How can you go against that? Kyle, yeah. thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And Paul, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Ron, for having me here. Oh, what else? I got two point one. Oh, there. there you go now.